All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of BS Thoughts with your host, Brian. And today we got a special guest. Mike's going to come in and talk to us about reparations and chemical castration that's going on in Alabama. Mike, you want to introduce yourself or anything? Yeah, a lot of you guys know me by Lighty DMV, you know, my Twitter handle, my Facebook, my, my Instagram, and uh, also coming up with my own project uh, here shortly. So we'll, we'll get into that another time. Um, but be, be tuned. We'll have our own platform as well. Okay, so stay tuned and listen out for his uh, podcast as well. It's going to do big things in the future. Real quick, so what's been talking about in politics and the news today is about reparations. Should black people get reparations? How do we even do it? Mike, let me ask you a quick question. Do you think black people should get reparations? Absolutely, we should get reparations. Um, I think the first question I would have is uh, in what form? Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? Uh, you know, if I could throw some questions back, how do we mm-hmm. identify the people that should get them? Um, you know, how do, you know, what, what percentage of African, uh, you know, of that nature, right? So we have people that are just going to come from Africa, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say they came 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we separate, you know, don't want to use separation we're talking about. No, but, but how do we distinguish do we between exactly? a person who's a descendant of a slave exactly. versus exactly. a person that's uh, uh, African come, uh, immigrating over to America? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that, that I guess the answer to that would be like your birth certificate and your social security number because it would literally stem from like your lineage or from your uh, your parents because I don't necessarily think that immigrants get a social security number. They get like a uh, I think it's an ID number, but don't quote me on that right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I know with the uh, the natives, I know they were doing blood tests. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know they were doing blood tests, and um, so I was I was you know social security might make sense, but I was thinking of blood tests since I was like, man, um, you know, as the as the tale goes, or right? even fat history, not tale, the history goes, we were mixed in with a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. right? So. Um, like I had a cousin that said, you know, his blood test came back like he was whatever percent Irish. We never, gotcha. was, we never knew, right? right? So like, would that disqualify? Like, what? You know what I mean? So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, uh, another question I would uh, impose is, uh, you know, what? Um, I'm drawing a blank here. Just had a good question. No, you take your time, man. You, you brought up a really good one the first time. Is like, um, you said, how do we go about it? Like, what does it look like? Should it be like? Uh, monetary gains given out to people and yeah so uh so what, before we even get into that um you know <laughs> i'm a, another question i'm gonna throw back okay is it too late to really make a difference yeah is it too late for reparations to make a difference for black people for black people no it's not too late you don't think so no. so where i kind of my initial thought press thought process with that was um so I think, you know, when it was stated by Abraham Lincoln that we would get the 48 years in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. And then that was taken away from us um, after his death, right? Actually, we most people don't notice the, the United States government did give reparations back then to the white slave owners who had lost their slaves after the Civil War. I, I, you're right about that. You definitely right gave it to that. them. Yeah. Gave it to them. Yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. Um, so here's why I pose, you know, pose the question, because I think now um, economically... People are very much settled, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of the, back in those times, I think a lot of land was unclaimed, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know now people have not only claimed the land, but they've built you know whether it's farms and then industrial you know buildings and things like that now, right? Mm-hmm. And now they're in control of uh, essentially you know the land and the economy. Now you're saying, okay, now we'll give you, we'll give you guys something. What are you going to do with it? Well, 
what do you mean? You guys own everything pretty much around us now. So I think uh, how we do reparations is going to be, you know, it would be, it needs to be creative. It really does. I don't think you can just say you guys can. I saw somebody say something about uh, just erase my student loan debt. Mm-hmm. That's not enough to me. No, that's not. That's not <laughs> enough at all. Because when you, Ta-Nehisi Coates uh, did some research and he found that during the time of slavery, mm-hmm. um, the most expensive thing that the United States owns with slaves at the time. Mm-hmm. In 2017, he said in today's dollars, that would have equated to 450 or $350 billion. So student loan, paying off student loan debt, nah, that doesn't even cover it. And not to mention, like, reparations isn't just about, like, for the, the slaves, period. What it is is reparation is the acknowledgement that some harm has been done to a group of people based upon, like, a government action or lack thereof. So it's not just slaves or slavery, you also have to take into account after the post-Reconstruction era, Jim Crow, like literally Mm -hmm. government-sanctioned Jim Crow, redlining, and it was still discrimination, not even in the South, but in the North as well. Mm -hmm. Like, you got to remember, like, the black flight that happened from the South was literally black people Mm -hmm. fleeing from terrorist activities Mm -hmm. by white people in the South who just didn't want to let go of the fact that they weren't slaves no more. That's why you had white people concentrate, uh, black people concentrated in in California on the West Coast and in the Northeastern Territory of the United States. So also, then they had to deal with discrimination there. But I agree that what should it look like? That is an interesting question because whenever it comes to reparation for black people, the question you run into is like, how do we do it? I never buy into that because when the Jews needed reparations, you figured it out. As a matter of fact, to my understanding, we're still paying Israel reparation, reparations for that as well. The Japanese got reparations for the internment camps. And they tried to offer Native Americans reparations, but the Native Americans turned it down. They didn't want the American money, but then they still gave the Native Americans Indian reservations. So it's only when it comes to black people that it's like, well, how do we do it? And I think it's because they know that the debt that they would owe is insurmountable. It's like we couldn't even begin to try to pay that type of stuff right. back. Right. So I would like to see, uh, so um, so I think everybody's jumping to like, you know, monetary value, mm-hmm. um, give me land, build us an economy. I My initial thought process with that is why not change the system? Yeah. I right? Agree. So like, let's go back to the Constitution. Let's get black people involved in recreating the Constitution. I, I agree. So I think the I personally think that the Constitution is a flawed document because when the quote unquote founding fathers created it, mm-hmm. they were not thinking of anyone that wasn't a white male. Actually, I don't even think they were considering white females mm-hmm. because it was a very very um, sexist group of people, to right. my understanding, right. who owned slaves. Yeah. So at the time when they were creating the Constitution. Mm-hmm. They were not thinking about the black male slaves other than when they were trying to figure out uh, voting issues later on. That's why we have the Electoral College. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that the Constitution it's, is a very flawed document. Yeah, it's very, it, it, it really is. So, you know, you have, um, you know, the, the white people of power only thinking about those white males, really. Mm-hmm. Right. So now you have more women, a lot more women rights. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, uh, you know, civil rights for black people. And then now you have, you know, we're uh, acknowledging now, you know, the, the homosexuals and mm-hmm. the LGBTQ community and want to get them um, on the same level as everybody else, you know. And, and, and so but the Constitution has no merit for any of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, yeah, you get what the you take what America looks like. Right. Or mm-hmm. even 
what it, what it will look like, mm-hmm. right? And then you incorporate all these people to me, and then we revise the Constitution. I also believe that Thomas Jefferson is the one that said uh, it should be revised every 19 years, I believe. Correct. Said. That's why they created the, the right to have an amendment put into the document, because the, I was going to say that they're like, the one thing that they did agree upon was like, this document as it is, is not going to be able to cover for like generations right. down the right. road. Yeah. So you should be, you should review, right. revise, and add amendments to this document. Right. I agree with that, because right. that definitely was a needed thing. But Hence the reason why I think it's a flawed document, but they still recognize that yes, it is flawed as it is now. It works for this time, but it may not work for our children's children's mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. But I agree that they should continue to remix the document, but be more inclusive with the people they do it with. Mm-hmm. Because every people, black people in politics just don't mesh sometimes because we're of the mindset that like politicians are going to screw the people period and they're definitely going to screw black people mm-hmm. and that's because this is what we like you call in psychology it's like learned helplessness mm-hmm. it's like there's been generations after generations after generations where you guys write laws and then all of a sudden you don't enforce those laws for us or you enforce those laws only upon us like black people today are asking for the same things that black people in the 60s were asking for that in the 1920s was asking for like one of the biggest ones is police killing black people like now we just get to watch it happen and unfold on camera from start to finish and then we watch cops still get away with it Mm -hmm. or if they don't go to jail they just lose their job and they go possibly find uh well work elsewhere and that's still getting away with it exactly (laughs) so i agree that they should remix it but reparations like a lot of people run into that like how do you even do it so do you have any ideas like what would you do if you was thinking about how do you do it what I would do, yeah, I, I would I, again. I would go right back to the system, right? So like prison, uh, prison reform, and like kind of refining that entire business, if you will, mm-hmm. right? I would go to that. I would go to the Constitution. I would go to um, any anywhere where it's it, there's not consideration for all people, right? So mm-hmm. we, you know, and I would, would focus on black people, but no, really, like it needs to be all people, right? Because it, we need to we need to find pro, we need to find a, a path to progression, right? I think you have to. Someone include all people, but then then on top of that, I think uh, if we want to talk about the monetary side of it, right? I think uh, I think that yeah, there should be some sort of uh, maybe like uh, in-state tuition for no matter where you live at, right? Yeah, I saw somebody say that somebody said that black people should not have to pay for any college or any public college in America. Period. Um, I cool probably can't do that forever right mm-hmm. so maybe for a period of time you know mm-hmm. I, I did hear I, hear I heard somebody say that for the next i don't know 20 years maybe we do something like that or I, don't whatever. Think, I don't think 20 years of coverage <laughs> true about and, but, see, but, but see you know i'm glad but you're saying that right and i agree with you and this is actually why i don't know if we'll ever is it as reparations you think it's ever going to happen do I think it's ever going to yeah. happen? It's a tricky question. I don't want to say no because it won't happen if we keep thinking it won't happen. Mm. Because what it is is that we've been conditioned to like when it comes to black issues, oh, that'll never happen. Because they benign and neglect. Mm. Like literally, they even talk about it. It was like one of the government uh, policies were like, why did black people in the 60s start to have a, a hissy fit? Mm-hmm. You know, like what was up with all the protests? Mm-hmm. What would up? What was up with all the marches? Because, you know, we've been cheating them out of their law, out of everything that we were promising mm-hmm. for years. Why that? And they found out it is because like the government kept promising things mm-hmm. and wouldn't follow through. Mm-hmm. So then they had this whole benign neglect thing where it's like, oh, we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. They don't specifically say things for black people. They just say things for minorities. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't want to say that, no, we will never get it. Mm -hmm. I will say that we will get it if we push for it. Mm -hmm. Because as of right now, what started off as a litmus test for the Democratic Party as they were heading towards the primaries is now being talked about within the government, Mm -hmm. regardless of what Mitch McConnell has to say about it. But it's still being talked about. So if we keep pushing for it, I think we could get it. And I think that one thing that we need to do is if have some of the smartest people in our community come up with what reparations should look like. Because it was a rumor. I don't know if it was a rumor or if it's a fact. So don't quote me on it, everybody. But I believe that the the next case that Johnny Cochran was going to do before he died was he was going to take the United States government to court for reparations for black people. Now you had to Google that to verify, but I think that's what his next big case was going to be right before he passed away. So I think that either we come up with a way or we work with whomever we need to to come up with a way. But as long as we don't put the whole it's not going to happen thing out first, yeah, you're going to do what you say. Mm-hmm. No, that's not going to happen. And then you're going to look to fulfill that prophecy. Mm-hmm. But if you actually say, no, it can happen. Yeah. So, so what do you think is the best way to present it? I think um, one thing I was kind of like weary about and I kind of, I was like, probably a naysayer because I was like, it'll never happen. Because in my mind, I was initially thinking that, oh, they're going to come up with how they're going to you know, provide reparations for mm-hmm. us. And I have no interest of that at all because, you know, if you if you all and your your parents and parents, parents, whatever, were the one inflicting damage, how do you get to tell me what, how we're going to heal? And mm-hmm. if we are healed from the damage that you inflicted, right? So, um, but no, the, but, but uh, Johnny Cochran being able to put something together and then challenge, right, and, and get some things passed, yeah, absolutely. Let's let's get a uh, you know let's get a group together of all the uh, all of our leaders and uh, some of the smartest people. Maybe you know NAACP probably would would head some of that stuff and get a group of people together and let's uh, make some proposals and let's and you know and let's do what we think we need to do. No, I agree with that. Uh, me personally, is like I think that a lot of things that should be done for Black people should be done by, by black, black people. people yeah. uh, my thing is that I think reparations. For I think reparations should solely just be for black people because the government has this weird thing when it comes to black complaints is you make them minority complaints. And now you're like catering to the whole spectrum, but the whole spectrum is not treated the way that black people are. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, like black people, black men in particular, are very likely to get killed in a police interaction. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that's not true of Asian men, mm-hmm. of Hispanic men mm-hmm. or any other or, or Caribbean people. I'm just saying black people, period, though. We all know for a fact there are certain things that are specific and inherent to the black community. Mm-hmm. It's just what it is. So I think that. We should, one potential pathway is get some of our smartest uh, intellectual people together to try to think for the best of the collective. Mm-hmm. But I would rather it be people who have a mindset for the collective mm-hmm. as opposed to like a different type of mindset like that wants to appease um, like the status quo. Because like, mm-hmm. switching topics here, you, you have the Democratic Party and the Democratic Party is fractured, right? You have people that are pushing for impeachment. But then you have the established Democrats that are like, we don't want impeachment. Mm-hmm. But yet the majority of the American public thinks that impeachment impeachment is warranted right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't want like we get a group of intellectuals with divided agendas that are like, well, let's do all we can for black people. And then some people are like, well, let's do all we can so we don't irritate the government so we can get half of what we want. Mm-hmm. Like, I would rather it be like someone that has a mindset for us. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah that makes a lot of that makes a lot of sense. I think I think the uh 
the other thing I would uh, I would want I would want to see is I would see uh, I would want to see education for non black non black people um, being educated on on us who we are mm-hmm. the history of what we've done for this country mm-hmm. um, because I, you know so we'll go into the reason why I kind of came to that right is because uh, you know we're we're in the D C area in D M V we're facing a lot of gentrification in this area right hey, hold on. so um, there's been a lot of protests lately because there's been a lot of cultural clashes right now right mm-hmm. so. And to me, I was like, man. So when we thought about, you know, when these, you know, people were moving in and buying this property, nobody thought to learn the culture, right? Like it was just like hit me. I was like, so now you have there's this pushback, right? People don't even live in the city anymore, but still coming back to push people out in a in a very cultural uh, cultural fencing way, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you might own the land economically, but we're still going to put up this fence because this is the culture. I'm going to protect this. Um, so you're seeing that, right? So you're seeing these cultures move in from wherever they're from. It could be a whatever state or whatever country. And they're saying, well, we don't want you guys to do that anymore. Or we're going to impose this. This is, this is how I live. So I'm bringing this out on this land so I can do it. Um, I think it would, you know, I think a lot of times we clash men and, you know, people, just humans, because there's mis- misunderstanding and uh, miscommunication, right? So I, I feel like we're missing that as well. Like, I watch some of these uh, shows on like YouTube. I watch. I follow Jesse Lee Peterson. He's mm-hmm. just, I don't know if people really know who he is yet, but he's a he's a black man, older black man. He grew up in a Jim Crawl. Hey, you you're talking about uh, Jesse Peterson? Uh, uh, be cooning. Yeah, whole yeah. Lot, the, the number one I can't. I'm sorry for can't find a better a better <laughs> word. My man be on there with oh, the yeah. like Donald Trump, the Great White Hope, <laughs> or do you hope. do you feel that black people turning away from Jesus and God is the reason why they're in the state they're in? Because black people were better in the 50s, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Right. Yeah. So then I realized he's trolling. Uh, this is what it's got to be. I think so, but there's footage out there of him in the '90s preaching the same thing. Right. Yeah, I pray he's trolling. Right. So I mean, you have. Um, so you have, and then you'll if you go on his videos, you'll see a lot of the comments. Right. I read, I read the comments all the time, and people are just like so uneducated about who we are, what we provide, what we've done, and what we deserve. Right, you'll see all these people just saying, "Oh, they're complaining again. They're complaining again." Well, in my mind, I'm like, you know what? If they're not educated on who we are and all the things I just listed, maybe I can't really fault them, right? Like, exactly. I, maybe we need to freaking just educate these people. Yeah, no, I, I, told, <laughs> you know I told, I told one of my students asked me, um, and one of our friends asked me, "Can you blame a white person who doesn't engage in racism?" for just being who they are. And I said, it just depends on how you answer it, right? So what it is, is it's all about your perception of like where you are, like your consciousness, right? We're all given the same education. Mm-hmm. Your education is an experience that's going to shape the way you look at the world. Mm-hmm. We're all educated to be, and it's not to be racist, but we're all educated to be a white male or a white female. Mm-hmm. So therefore we learn European history and American history. Mm-hmm. But the things that we don't learn is like equal representation for the non European descendants in the classroom. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they don't know our culture. They right. don't. They know that. They know about black culture when it's mm-hmm. entertainment. They know about black mm-hmm. culture when it's February. Yeah. They don't know like the struggles of being black because mm-hmm. you said it yourself. It's like there they go complaining again. Yeah. But yet they don't realize because yeah. they do not know because they're not aware because yeah. they don't have to walk in our shoes right. that like we're not complaining. You're right. We are complaining again sure. about the same mm-hmm. exact thing. And then they'll say stuff like. Well, all these other minorities tend to be doing good. Why are y'all no, mm-hmm. not doing good? Which goes back to what I said, where it's like there's reparations for descendants of American slaves should be specific to them because we're specifically targeted and treated differently. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, for instance, redlining. 
crippled the black community. It was specifically targeted against the black community. Even military members coming home with a GI Bill, black mm-hmm. military members could not use their GI Bill to get into certain neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Jim Crow was specifically targeted to black people. The Black Panther Party started as an organization to police the police interaction with black people. Mm-hmm. Like That's why they started. The whole civil rights movement started because black people were being treated differently mm-hmm. across the board from everybody mm-hmm. else. So you're right. I do agree with you. It should start with education. Yeah. I think the education system needs to be deconstructed like they're doing in Europe. The American education is still whitewashed. But the thing is, it's, it's doing its purpose. Education isn't necessarily there to educate people to be the best possible person they can be. Noam Kromsky is a, a, a doctor, in, a, a linguistic doctor, but he's written over a hundred books and he's a social and cultural critic and he knows everything there is about to know the American culture from an extended period of time. And one of the biggest things that he's talked about that I agree with that I've learned from my own studies is that ed, the education system produces workers. Mm-hmm. It doesn't produce you to be the maximum potential you can be. It gives you your history to give you your values, to give you your mindset. It gives you math and sciences that you will hardly ever use as an adult, but they will get you through so you can start doing basic arithmetic at the cash register and adding up money. So you're right. It starts with the education. But the thing is, is like you're going to ask the people who benefit from your miseducation to remix the education. Exactly. So So I agree with you. We start with education. I think from there, we can catapult into... Now you see why we want to reform these systems. Let's mm-hmm. go into that. And then, you know, to me, that's kind of where, as far as my mindset goes, right? It's like education changes, reform the system across the board, right? And I think we'll see better results from that. You'll mm-hmm. see, you know, if some people are, like you said, some people just like, oh, let's just ask for 50, 50% of what we were initially asking for because we don't want to take these people off. I don't think we face that if we have education in place, mm-hmm. awareness in place, and I think it'll all kind of work itself from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with it. No, um, I, I think education is really important, but I like to piggyback what you said. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's important across the board. Right. I don't want to just educate black people. Right. Although if I had to, I would. if I had to pick one, I would rather just sure, educate absolutely. black people to yeah, love absolutely. themselves differently yeah. than they do now. But if you educate everybody across the board mm-hmm. as kids, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just saying, like, even as those kids grow up, they'll hear things that, like, well, that doesn't match up with what I learned. Yep. I know black people aren't lazy yeah. because Jim Crow was definitely real. Right. Like, for instance, we know the Southern strategy is a real thing, but people do try to dis- like say it's not real. For those who are listening, yeah. the Southern strategy was created by um, Lee Atwater. He was the campaign manager for Richard Nixon, uh, Ronald Reagan. He literally said that you cannot go on the radio using the N-word at a certain point during Richard Nixon's career because he's like, it'll backfire on you. But what you do do is you use special code words that the majority mm. will pick up on, like hippie, criminal, mm. cutting back on Social Security. Mm-hmm. They know what you mean. Mm-hmm. So you run on a campaign like of hate mm-hmm. and it stirs up a particular base mm-hmm. that controls the world. But the mm-hmm. thing is, if you educate people to the proper context across right. the board for everybody that's in the country, black people, Asian people, Hispanic people, you'll grow up and go, well, no, my great grandfather lied. Like mm-hmm. Jim Crow is real. The Southern strategy is real. Mm -hmm. And you brought up earlier the prison industrial complex. Mm -hmm. Like that's reforming that system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's privatized. Mm -hmm. It's literally when when you privatize a a public service, 
that means that the number one goal is to produce a profit. Mm -hmm. So what you have now is a concentration of wealth from that privatized industry by the corporations into politics. That's why you're buying politicians Mm -hmm. who create stiffer laws that cripple a certain people. That people tends to be mm-hmm. black people. Right. So this is one of those instances where you like if they were educated to this, they would know that no, the prison industrial complex, the school to prison pipeline, they target a specific people, mm-hmm. which are black people. Mm-hmm. If you aren't you won't know if you you won't know until you know. Right. You won't be aware until you know. So that's one of those biggest things where it's yeah. like that's a those are two good systems to change. Yeah. The school system and the prison system. But I also think that we can change it ourselves, like just Educating our kids to the things that we didn't know. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'm not trying to say that no one should go out here and be a rapper anymore, but mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? Plies even said it itself, like, last year on his Instagram. Like, we don't need more rappers in the <laughs> black community. We don't need no more Beyonce's. We need more lawyers yeah. and politicians. Yeah. I would even go as far as say we need more black cops mm-hmm. on the street. Mm-hmm. Right? We need more black faces in yeah. certain places. Yeah. That, that, more in some and less than others. Mm-hmm. Because black people are always going to uh, generate cultural fads. Sure. That's just yeah. who we are as people, yeah. no That's matter where we go. Yeah. yeah, but we need one of the best forms of self-reparation, I would just call it that, is like getting in certain spaces mm-hmm. that help us as a whole. That way we don't have to like necessarily go seeking like validation from these people like through the form of reparation. Now, I'm not saying that reparation is validation, but it's like when you look at the world on a whole, white people control the majority of the resources and it forces other cultures to come begging Mm -hmm. to come asking or to come seeking to ally themselves with Mm -hmm. them but white people on the whole on the globe are a global minority Mm -hmm. so it's one of those things where it's like if we inundate ourselves we wouldn't be running into this issue but we're special people who've been treated Mm -hmm. special throughout history so yeah man so I think uh, this might help transition to your, your next topic. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> one I don't want us to overlook, uh, research and medicine for black people, right? So <laughs> as, as far as we know, we've only been experiments. <laughs> Man, what? Is, the, the, the vaccine that's out there causing like a 200% yeah. autistic uh, yeah. reaction in black boys? Right. That's the, I got to look at it. Risa Islam talks about it all the time. And because of that, um, I'm, you know, I actually don't, I opt out of a lot of the vaccines. Man, you know, but, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, uh, absolutely, let's, uh, talk about that as well. We're, mm-hmm. you know, we're, maybe it makes sense for, and I'm not a, you know, I know nothing about medicine, right? And, and, but maybe it makes sense for this group of people, right? Mm-hmm. But then, and then, but you're prescribing this and the same doses and amounts for these group of people, but it has these negative effects in large numbers for this group of people. Mm-hmm. And you're not you're not telling that group of people that, right? Correct. You're giving us the same side effects that these people might have, and it's like, oh, it's a you know three percent chance, whatever. But really, what if it's really you know thirty percent for us, right? So um, that's another time. That's you know that's, that would be another uh, system point I would I would like to hit, and, and uh, we talk about uh, reparations. Yeah, man, because the medical system is. You're right. The guy who found out that this vaccine was causing all these illnesses, he went to the CDC, and the CDC basically silenced him. Mm-hmm. That's not the first time in history that the CDC was complicit mm-hmm. in like racial discrimination. The whole Tuskegee mm-hmm. experiment. The CDC knew how long it was going on, and they sat by. <laughs> they just they were like, well. I'm paraphrasing everybody, but yeah. when you do your research, the CDC literally was like, we're kind of curious to see what syphilis does over time, <laughs> right, too. Yeah, so yeah. we just go ahead. We're going to do something, but we're not going to do right, something yeah, just yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it, it's you're right. Like I saw a meme one time on Instagram that says, like, 
um, their doctors are for them. Our doctors should be for us. I agree with that. I there are certain points where like I go like I put the onus on us. Like instead of teaching our kids to like grow up and be entertainers, which I understand because Francis Fanon, um, he's a, a scholar who Dr. Cress Wesling quotes a lot. He recognized there are nine areas of human activity. Those nine areas of human activity are dominated by the system of white supremacy or racism, whatever you want to call it. So it's controlled by them. The area that black people flourish in, not control, but flourish in is entertainment. Mm -hmm. So all these little black boys and girls are growing up. They're only seeing black people excel at being entertainment. Mm -hmm. So I get that's why black kids grow up wanting to entertain people. Mm -hmm. But I think that we should teach our kids to like, no, you're really good with like arts and crafts and stuff like that you know i got that but you're also good with like playing with my baking soda and vinegar in the kitchen mm -hmm. go out and be a chemist right. or a doctor right. because i would i purposely go out and seek a black doctor and a black dentist over a white doctor and a white dentist because i want somebody that's familiar, mm -hmm. familiar with dealing with mm -hmm. black bodies mm -hmm. and I've, I've gone to see a black dentist and she's given me so much more knowledge wow. than any other white uh, dentist that i've ever been with and it's not to be divisive to say that right. white people have negative intentions for black people mm -hmm. no i'm not even saying that mm -hmm. at all it's more so just that like just like white people love to go see people that look like them yeah. i would rather go see people that look exactly. like me yep. they're going to care for me a little bit better mm -hmm. because they're going to recognize that we have something in common right. the color of our skin right so i agree like you, we should like yeah. yeah hit on that system as well mm -hmm. because it takes a it takes a special type of evil because that's what it is, right, evil, yeah. to get some research like that. And the doctor who discovered it, he was a white doctor to yeah. give them their credit. Yeah. He was like, I can't go out and keep doing this. Yeah. So he was like, he went to the CDC and the CDC said, be quiet. Yeah. Give us all your research. You're going to destroy it. Then he kept quiet about it because he lived in fear. And then he just came out and, and said, no, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. I, I was I was complicit in it. I'm sorry. But it's giving black boys autism. And mm -hmm. I cannot stand by that. Mm -hmm. That takes a special type of evil to tell a man that's bringing mm -hmm. you that. Stop. But if it was a, a group of black, whoever, it, leaders in the CDC, they probably would have been like, okay, so it's giving white people 3%, black people 200. Now we can't use this. Mm -hmm. We can't. Well, they say that's why they, I've read somewhere. They say that's why you know we uh, uh, we're in America. We're so far quote unquote advanced in medicines because they use slave slaves mm -hmm. to experiment on and black people all the way from the early nineteen hundreds through the sixties yeah. and even probably more covert, even more covertly today all the way through two thousand nineteen and beyond. The United States Army in nineteen eighty conducted an airborne chemical uh, test mm -hmm. in a black neighborhood. You can mm -hmm. literally Google it. Mm -hmm. I just can't remember if, it was, if it's Chicago or another major city. Was but it they, it, it, I just can't remember the city off the top of my head. Yeah. But they literally were flying over right. testing chemicals right. in black neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. It's a real yeah, thing. I know it happened in the 80s. Yeah. But you can Google. Just Google yeah. United States Army chemical test in black neighborhoods. Yeah. It'll pop right yeah. up. It's like literally these are the type of things that people don't know right. who are not black or even right. black people don't know sure. that it's like we're we're specifically Absolutely. targeted because they know that we don't. There's a another theory that the reason why black people are targeted is because they have no one to complain to. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have another nation outside of your exactly. own that you complain to. And if you complain to the United exactly. States government, yep. as you've done in the past, mm -hmm. oh, well, we'll get to yep. it. Are you sure that's really what's happening? Mm -hmm. yep. But not the talk up all the soak up all the talk time but I wanted your opinion on the law for chemically castrating yeah. uh convicted pedophiles or sexual assault of children in Alabama. What do you mm -hmm. what is your take on that? <laughs> um 
Uh, people say I'm a, an insensitive guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say that's not a bad, my opinion, not a bad idea. Okay. All right. Um, you know, but just like anything else, uh, I'd hate to support that because mm-hmm. then what does that spawn to, right? Because we put, we put, uh, you know, we say let's do that, right? And then you take that, and we've seen the misuse of some of these things sometimes, right? So yeah, I mean, I think looking at it short sighted, just saying, just for that purpose, sure. But I'm also afraid of what that can become. Right. What are we using that uh, for or against or whatever? And would it be right going forward? And then if we, you know, in the future, 20 years from whenever, you know, do we look back and say, oh, we should have never did that in the first place? Um, so that's kind of where I'm worried. That's what I'm worried about. Um, but I would say the thought process of that makes a lot of sense. But I'm afraid to see what, what, it, what it becomes. I think that it's a good intention bad execution. I mm-hmm. don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. I, and I'll tell you why I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it because the criminal justice system is flawed. There's a hit series on Netflix right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. Uh, when they see us. Mm-hmm. What, was it four uh, four people yeah. were wrongfully convicted mm-hmm. through a whole mm-hmm. series of illegal means mm-hmm. and had to spend, what, six to 14 years in prison and they were innocent. Mm-hmm. That is the only reason I don't agree with it because mm-hmm. I do not trust the criminal justice system mm-hmm. to do the That's right the thing. Yeah. Someone broke into my car when I first moved into my new neighborhood. This is young kids, teenagers. I just didn't lock my car. And they stole all my boxing equipment out. And the police came. So I had to file a report. And they said, do you want to press charges if we catch them? I literally instantly said no. Mm-hmm. And uh, my child's mother was like, why didn't you want to press charges? I told them that I don't want to see these kids like whole life ruined mm-hmm. or mistreated over my boxing equipment. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, they they broke into some property. Mm-hmm. That's very illegal. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, they they're they're kids, and I'm not mm-hmm. justifying like, yeah. oh, kids breaking in is not a big deal. It's a big deal, but that's more so I think that we as a community could take care of. Like, mm-hmm. if I if I was to ever find them playing with my boxing equipment, oh, yeah, they're gonna put them <laughs> gloves on. And I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get my equipment back. <laughs> but the thing is, is like, I don't trust the criminal justice system to do right by black people. I don't trust the criminal justice system to do right by minority people. Like, I'm pro-black. Anybody that's been around me long enough know it, but there's certain things that's like, it just stretches across the board. Sure. Like, minorities would be, I, I could literally see, like, for instance, um, in order to produce this drug, because it's not really chemical castration for everybody listening, it's a, a pill that decreases your testosterone in your system. Right. But the thing is, is like, I could, <clears throat> what you now do is you produce a need. Mm-hmm. There's a need for this pill. Mm-hmm. It's a pharmaceutical need. Mm-hmm. So now the, pharma- the pharmaceutical industry has an investment into this criminal justice process. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if you're not buy- if the government's not buying my pills, I'm not making a profit. So what do you do? You buy into making laws a little bit more stricter for certain mm-hmm. offenses because you can get you can end up on the the what is it the the sex registry for peeing in public. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, Could yeah. you imagine like something petty coming out like <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you get caught peeing in public yeah. and there are kids around, mm-hmm. you just committed sexual assault against yeah, a kid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like indecent exposure, indecent like, exposure, things like anything. Yep, there was a kid yeah. like within a within yeah. if there's a child within 150 feet yeah. and clearly you're standing behind a wall. Yeah. I could see something like that happening. Mm-hmm. Not to be a conspiracy theorist, mm-hmm. but that's the only reason mm-hmm. I do not agree with. Yeah. I agree with the intent. I don't agree with the execution. So then, you don't believe that uh, chemical castration is reversible? Then no, it, it can be. I'm pretty sure they can give you some pills that uh, sure. uh, boost your testosterone. But the yeah. thing is, it's like. Why subjugate somebody to that through a system that's flawed, in my mm-hmm. opinion? Mm-hmm. Because here, what it is, is you got to look at the long-term psychological effect of something. There are people who are innocent of crimes. What I forget the name of the organization that finds, that helps prove the innocence of people on death row. 
That mm-hmm. going through that whole process of being accused of something you didn't do mm-hmm. is more. It's enough damage in itself. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. you, most people take plea deals too. We gotta yeah. take that into account. Mm-hmm. Most people don't even commit a crime. They plea out because the prosecution's mm-hmm. throwing every, throwing out a hard bluff at them. Look, we see this is your first time. We got enough evidence to maybe win. How about this? You accept this plea deal and you avoid this. But if you take it to court, I'm going to throw everything at you. If you're young, think about it. Like, what if you wanted to target teenagers? You know, like you got a 17 year old boy. I was 18 when I was in high school because my birthday's in January. Right. So I'm an 18 year old still in high school. Right. What if you go Well, you're 17? And she was 15 at the time. Mm-hmm. But y'all still in high school. Mm-hmm. And y'all have a relationship. Y'all have mm-hmm. sex, right? Let's say they decide that 17 is the adult mm-hmm. legal consenting mm-hmm. age. And mm-hmm. you can't sleep with minors. Mm-hmm. Now, he has to be go through that whole process, mm-hmm. scared as a kid, mm-hmm. and being forced to take these pills. Mm-hmm. And then you also got to take into account, what are the side effects of these pills? Because mm-hmm. we say that it's just decreasing your testosterone. Yeah. What else is it decreasing? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I get the intent. Yeah. I just don't trust the the method that they want to yeah. use it in. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I think you skimmed over that point a little bit. Where uh, do we still do we want to give give Big Pharma another <laughs> essentially a weapon? No, <laughs> that's, no. a, that's another thing in their arsenal, right? And then uh, trying to reverse that because we're like, oh crap, this is not going well. It's a big fight because it, then it turns into a million billion dollar industry just in just in that alone, right? And mm-hmm. that lot, and then you know how the politics ties into that as we talked about earlier, and then it's just hard to reform that, right? So, yeah. um, no, you made a you made a great point. Uh, I didn't think about that. Just going back to the sometimes we have to look at um, the roots of everything to simplify it, right? And mm-hmm. I think you you hit that where it's like, all right, that you know, cool, hey guys, but what about the system that's just jacked yeah, up? Like, Before we get to that point, can we fix the system first? And maybe in fixing the system, it kind of goes back to the, the reparations point. If we fix the system, maybe we, won't even, maybe we won't even think about that. Maybe we come up with something else that, um, that uh, you know, it, Provides a proper punishment uh, for for those offenders and things like that. No, I agree. We fix it ourselves. Like mm-hmm. we do things for ourselves. It's, it's uh, Dr. James uh, Baldwin, mm-hmm. or uh, the he be later later on became Dr. Kim Baldwin. He said that one of the best things that Black people can do to, for themselves is nation building for themselves. Mm-hmm. I know that the uh, Honorable Elijah Muhammad often talk about nation building for Black people. You know, like um, I remember the the fire next time by James Baldwin. James Baldwin went to go talk to. Uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad mm-hmm. and talked about his dreams and things like that. But the, the the interesting thing was the conversation he had with the driver. The driver was so, he bought so far into the belief that like we should get our own land. Mm-hmm. But then James Baldwin was like, well, he's not thinking like, have you considered like you get your own land, you still got to do business with them. What's to say that they won't find corruptive means of like polluting that land? Mm-hmm. How would you get your own currency? Mm-hmm. How would you back your own currency? Mm-hmm. You're still going to need mm-hmm. them to do it. Mm-hmm. And then the driver was stuck, and James Baldwin realized that like he didn't want to like like just cripple this whole man's belief. But it's still like one of those things where it's like it's there are certain things that are easy to say, mm-hmm. and there are certain things that are way more harder to execute. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you still thrust towards building your own mm-hmm. and it's like I think that that's one of the biggest things that we I agree with Dr. James yeah. Joseph Baldwin that um you should do nation building we yeah. should police up ourselves yeah. I'd rather go I'd rather get all my entertainment from yeah. your podcast and from yeah. your entertainment sure. business than, yeah. exactly. than yeah. Fox I don't watch Fox yeah. or CNN yeah. I don't think people should watch either yeah. of them I watch all my news online 
I'd rather watch news from people that look like me because they have a vested interest mm-hmm. in people that look like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, no, we need to start somewhere. I agree with that. You figure it out along the way. You know, anybody that's ever built anything, projects and things like that, you could have a vision, the the, the, the vision of the outcome, mm-hmm. and as you're going through it, you realize that it's never going to be that. You'll still reach your goals and things mm-hmm. like that, but it's not going to come out the way you thought. And maybe it's going to come out better because you've gone through the progressions, you've gone through the adversities, you've learned things along the way. And whenever you hit these hurdles, you figure out how to how to how to jump them, right? right. So are right, we here? What about currency? What about you know how are we going to be policed? You know what's schooling going to be like? You know what the cost of this land is it? You know sh- you know is is the is the the the, um, the land uh, you know the foundation good here? Things like that. You figure that out as you're in it. But you made a great point. We just got to start doing it. Yeah. At some point, we got to start doing it. And I think uh, Farrakhan still pushes that message, I believe. Yes, to this day. I know um, Reza Islam, because yeah. I, I follow Reza Islam, and he, yeah. I know Farrakhan still pushes because he yeah. says that, yeah, that's one of the things we need. We need our own land. We, yeah, yeah. yeah. I follow this uh, guy named Dr. Claude Anderson, who's, mm-hmm. uh, he's, you know, he's been saying this forever. You know what I mean? So uh, economy's big um, for us and starting to establish our own thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, some people look at that. The uneducated looks at that as you know a form of racism, I guess, reverse racism, if no, you will. Reverse racism is, doesn't even make it doesn't sense. Doesn't make sense, yeah. right? So I've seen people in these comments I've talked about, like just looking at all these different things. I always like to know what the what other people are thinking. Yeah, how you know how come they want their own? That's racism, right? So I'm like, what? Like you. We gotta really, you know, provide a foundation of educate real education here. So that's more, yeah, that's more so projection because what it is, yeah, is how come too. how come uh, they want their own? That's racism. What he's really saying is that how come if I had my own, it would yeah, be called racism? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. well, you you did for like a long oh, time. Oh, it's <laughs> and, like, well, not me. <laughs> well, no, not, it's, not it me. wasn't me. But the thing <laughs> is, when people say that, it's like you you're benefiting from right. it though. Yeah. Like well, a lot of people don't realize that with the reparation conversation, a lot of people, a lot of white people like throw out well, no one living today. Mitch McConnell said it last week. No one living today mm-hmm. owned slaves, mm-hmm. but everyone living today benefited from slavery. Sure. Everyone today benefited mm-hmm. from Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. Everyone today benefited from redlining. Yeah. And there are minorities today mm-hmm. that benefited from the struggles of black people doing civil rights. So the thing is, it's not about like whether you own them or not. Mm-hmm. It's about acknowledgement of a sure. wrong was yeah. done. Yeah. And there are people that are profiting mm-hmm. and benefiting mm-hmm. and have privilege yeah. from it. You have to balance out the scale. But mm-hmm. it's one of those things that um my cousin He's all. Uh, he's like, you, you're going. You're going to the white man to ask for a handout. He didn't. I don't know if you realize how much truth was in those words. You're going to the people, and I'm not saying white people are, are evil, mm-hmm. but you're going to the very system mm-hmm. that denigrates and degrades you, asking them to fix it, mm-hmm. while they're still denigrating and degrading you. Mm-hmm. It's. It's not. They're not gonna. It, it would be. It would be. It would be against their interest to right. do that. Yeah. So you do gotta at some point. Take it on yourself. Malcolm X said, go back to Africa. I'm not saying we need to go back to Africa. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that invest in our own. Sure. You know, like you have a, what do you have a Chinatown everywhere? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You have a little Haiti everywhere, but oh, yeah. you don't have like a little black town everywhere. It's, it's the ghetto, unfortunately. It's, that's exactly, exactly. Yeah. I want to say it. Yeah. Mike is right. Yeah. It's yeah. called it's, the ghetto. It's, it's, it's always off of MLK Avenue <laughs> or, or, Malcolm or Malcolm X Avenue. That's literally what it is or a shrimp boat somewhere. Yeah, exactly. These other, these other, uh, you know, uh, cultures have come and uh, I hit on this a little bit earlier where they built this cultural fence mm-hmm. right like the government didn't necessarily give Asian Chinese people Chinatown right. they built they, they said it up. come here they set it up right mm-hmm. they say and they protected that 
right? By people, if you go past, you wonder like why some of the signs are still in like Chinese and mm-hmm. some of the language. They're protecting their culture. Yeah, they are. Right? It's like we're gonna Americanize this a little bit. But not too much reason you're going to come in here and just take it, right? Yeah, because they own it. Like, uh, yeah. the the Italians, like, uh, Tariq Nasheed also talks about them. I, I hope I'm not misquoting them. Mm-hmm. But he's like, the Italians were having, like, you wasn't going to drastically change their culture. They yeah. they had the, the mob mentality. Mm-hmm. They buy politicians yeah. and they preserve yeah. their culture. Yeah. You weren't going to come in uh, Little Italy and think that you were just yeah, going to uh, wreck shop and change things, mm-hmm. not without certain approval. And it's like you said, people protect their own. But I think what it is for us as black people is that there's so much um, Mm -hmm. self-hatred, anti-self-disorder and Mm -hmm. alien self-disorder or self-destructive disorder. And it's all because like literally we're not educated, going back to what you said, the right way. We're educated against our best interests. Mm -hmm. We're educated in the interests of America. Mm -hmm. Well, unfortunately, the interests of America, typically, historically, when you look at it, is at the disadvantage and dis... or or at the... (laughs) But not the best intention for black people. And that's the problem. We're educated to the point where we want to create um, enter uh, a better America Mm -hmm. because that's the mindset we have. But uh, there are certain points where like that's not helping us. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think that we don't have that sense of like cultural fencing, as you said, Mm -hmm. you know, like. We, we have our own. We black. like We love yeah. go-go. We love yeah. our neighborhood. That's why yeah. you said some people are coming back in to push it out. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it should have always been there before they even moved out. Exactly. Like, instead of, like, running back out to the... Instead of running out to the suburbs, you could have locked it down and stayed in and built up that community mm-hmm. yourself. Because mm-hmm. now, like, those homes... Our old neighborhoods... Like, my dad showed me on Redfin what my old our old house is worth. Mm-hmm. $1.4 million. Sheesh. He sold that bad boy when I was in high school for, like... What was it? Uh, four hundred and seventy-five thousand. The lady is now selling it for one point four. Bro, when I lived in that neighborhood, was it nothing worth one? Was nothing worth? I didn't even know that house was worth four hundred seventy-five thousand. But the thing is, like, if my dad wanted to move to the suburbs where it was nicer, Mm -hmm. more land, I got it, Mm -hmm. smaller community. Mm -hmm. But like, if we just invested in our own community, built up our own cultural fence, Mm -hmm. we we'd we'd own the city. We would own the nation's capital. It's a little, it's, you know, and we have to think about it this way, right? So, uh, our skin makes it really hard, right? Just Dead the color of our right. skin because, mm-hmm. you know, they say, well, why don't you guys do what the Jews did, right? Well, they can kind of blend in a little bit. Yeah, they, they, like they, get, they get, the radar a little bit. And they you know? get white privilege as well. Now, granted, I got it. There's a whole, there was a whole movement. Right. And Charles were like, the Jews are yeah. not replace us. Yeah. But the thing is, have you, you ever heard of Ben Shapiro? Mm, sounds familiar. Ben Shapiro is like this cool guy's philosopher, as the the alt right calls him. He has a show. I forget the name of the the, the 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 platform he has, but he has a huge following, and he's Jewish. But he spouts racial rhetoric all the time. He was upset that black people were happy about the movie Wakanda. He uh, believes that anybody that voted for Barack Obama was a Jew in name only. Like literally, he's a Jewish guy that espoused white supremacy. So it's like Jew that. The lighter you are, the, the the more you get a pass. Yeah. It's just what it is. This guy may have been on Jesse Lee Peterson's show. I'm pretty sure he was. <laughs> I, actually, I know he was. Okay. Like, I see it in my head. Like, if about. you ever just YouTube a Ben yeah, Shapiro yeah, yeah, video, yeah, yeah. you're gonna hear like he's he Very always man. He, right? yeah. yeah, he's always his favorite phrase is uh, "facts don't care about your feelings," but that's not true. Like, because okay. if you look at research, research does have an actual care and a vested interest. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, what people do. Is that they? A lot of white people would like to. Uh, a lot of white racist people they will use quantitative research, which is just numbers, 
as opposed to qualitative research, which is a whole relational story to it. So like one thing I had to teach my students, because one of my students brought it up, was like, but aren't black people arrested for 50 percent of the crimes in America, uh, 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 assaults in America? I luckily had already looked up that research. That's not what that research was saying. <clears throat> the, the research is inherently flawed. Dependent, it's, it's flawed by whoever's doing the research. Like if future Dr. Sutton was doing the research, mm -hmm. there would be a flaw based upon how I look at the world, right? Mm -hmm. So in that research, that FBI research, the issue that they came up with was how do you codify? How do you identify what um, and a, a, what a crime is? Mm -hmm. A crime in that study only occurred if it resulted in an arrest. Mm. But we all know there mm. are crimes being committed mm. when there's no arrest, right? Yeah. But that's how they codified okay. like what an assault was. Yeah. And in that study, 50% of the people arrested for assault were mm. black. That study didn't say black people commit 50% of the violent mm. crimes in America. Mm -hmm. We all know black people are statistically more times as likely to get arrested for a crime than anybody mm. else. Mm. They did a study that found out white people and black people do drugs at the exact same rate. Sure. Black people are four times as likely to get arrested for that crime. And convicted so, for harsher... Uh, exactly, harsher. with more penalties. So research is flawed, and that's what Ben Shapiro does. Mm -hmm. So to your point, like Jewish people get a pass, he's Jewish. Mm -hmm. He spouts data like mm -hmm. that all the time, mm -hmm. yet he has a thousand of alt-right, quote-unquote, white supremacist or racist followers. But we can't do what the Jews do because mm -hmm. inherently black people are targeted and treated mm -hmm. differently. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we agree. Well, that concludes this episode of BS Thoughts. Mike, you got anything you want to say in closing, man? You want to talk about when your podcast coming out or your future endeavors? Uh, yeah, so I uh, don't want to give out too much because things aren't trademarked and registered quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> NDAs haven't been passed out quite yet, and I want to do things the right way. Uh, but, yes, I will be back on the show, uh, uh, and uh, we'll talk more about, you know, with the follow, how to follow up, but I'll be coming with more social content. We're going to be focused on more viral content and things like that. Just a little bit more loose um, with the ultimate goal of uh, building a platform for, for all in the, in the, in the DC area. And I think you also have the same aspirations and end goals. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, this is something that we want to do to, to help. This is, this is gives us a voice, right? Yeah. Um, we just want to teach. We want to teach. We want to educate. Um, my platform will be a little more fun, but we want to, we definitely won't be 100%. It'll be, you know, be fun, but educational as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, and hopefully that springboards a new culture and a new life to the area. And, uh, you know, we want to, again, uh, just do right by the community and beyond. So, um, but no, Lighty DMV, L I G H T Y DMV. Uh, follow me on all platforms and you'll get more of uh, what's to come next. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Keep sending in your emails, like, subscribe, and do all that other good stuff. And we'll catch you guys next week.